Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev Radio. We're really glad you tune in with your life, your heart. Maybe, uh, you know, it's so cold, man. It's so stinking cold now. So you're inside. You're probably not on your deck listening to Rev anymore. It's in the car. Uh, you know what? It's in the, by the cozy fireplace. But it's Sunday night, November 17th. A lot going on in our world. I bet there's a lot going on in your world. Lori's tied up tonight, so I have another guest in the studio that I'll introduce here in just a moment. But anyway, we are grateful, grateful that you tune in. And we're also grateful for Mark Kramer at Kramer's Beer House, who sponsors this show. And uh, I just got word, this is like a terrific deal. I'm telling you right now, this never happens. Mark Kramer, out of the generosity of his heart, is participating in what I understand is a Black Friday sale. It's coming up. You know, Black Friday, you're buying for other stuff. So he has gift cards available, Black Friday gift cards, only available one day. This promotion, like just Black Friday only. And if you buy 50, you get $10 free. Buy 100, get 25 free. Buy 500, that's what I need. Maybe somebody listening out there wants to buy their pastor a Christmas present. $500, you get 100 free. Man, what a deal. So visit uh, Mark Kramer. It's like the best time to go in there and sit by the mm-hmm. fireplace at his place. Great food, generous portions. Appreciate Mark. Proud of you, man. Love you. But uh, check that out. Sale runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Black Friday. Before we jump in with my guest uh, this evening, uh, I want you to hear from Joe Porter, our communications guy here at the church, and he has been doing a weekly podcast, kind of what's been going on, what is going on at the church, and I, I'm going to just play a little bit of uh, what he is talking about this week, because those, some of you listen to Eagle Country, now check this out, you've been listening to this show for a while, and you have not visited our church yet, uh, you got to fix that, man, the year's almost over. The decade is almost over, dude. You got to get here. Thursday night, six thirty service. Sunday, nine thirty, eleven fifteen. You can get on our website, whitewatercrossing.org. Get on the plan your visit page, and check out what is happening. Let us know you're coming. You got some good coffee, and I think some real uh, life information for you that's biblical, that's inspirational, that's challenging. We got stuff for your children and your students. That's what my guests are going to talk about here in a little bit. But man, we're not perfect by any stretch of imagination because I'm not perfect. Neither are you. You know it. Uh, but man, cat on over here. I think life is better when you do it with people of faith. And I have at the core of my being a belief that everything's better when God is a part of it. And the only hope for this messed up world, impeachment hearings notwithstanding, the only thing that's going to fix this world is Jesus. And the hope of the world is the church. It's not the White House. It's God's house. And it's our house working together. Uh, So anyway, let me stop talking. I want you to hear Joe uh, and uh, then I'll come back in just a second. Hopefully, uh, that is why you're around here is to be challenged and grow. Uh, if not, just stay home on Sunday, man. It's so much easier. <laughs> but if you show up on Sunday or you tune in online, uh, we hope that you want to be challenged and grow and uh, live a more fulfilled life. 
Um, and so we're hoping to kind of push you in some areas. So David last week talked about uh, the acronym of LIFT. So let go of this world, imitate Jesus, feed on his word, trust your parents, your spiritual parents. And uh, personally for me, over the last few weeks, through some several experiences I've been a part of, uh, I've really been challenged and convicted to start letting go of some of the things I've been holding on to and just uh, living my life with open hands and living by the Spirit and uh, stop being so selfish. So I've been really practicing the first one of that LIFT acronym of letting go uh, of this world. And uh, that's what it means to move from being like an infant to a child and even to an adult, like growing in your faith and just kind of living that way. Imitating Jesus, what a super great way to just decide, man, I want to love people around me better and uh, I want to love God better. And how do I do that? Just simply go through and read what Jesus did and what he said in Scripture, which is that's the, the third one of lift is feed on his word. And so really challenge you guys to uh, start taking the feeding part into your own hands. That's where you'll really see yourself grow into an adult spiritually is when you can actually feed yourself. And Micah is going to be talking a little bit more about that this week. Um, but again, personally for me, I've seen great growth in my life. When I'm engaging in scripture in a meditative way, in a meaningful way, not just checking boxes. So the Bible app, I've been using that. It's a great tool. We've got a Bible tool right on our mobile app. Um, but uh, use that and do that with some other people. It's really helpful. And then trust your spiritual parents was the last of the lift. So um, if you didn't catch last week's service, as usual, watch it online. Uh, one caveat that you'll see as you, if you, uh, those of you who tune in and watch church online weekly is, uh, we're going to experiment with only posting and publishing the sermon, uh, and not necessarily the music. We've done the music for years now. So a couple of reasons for that. One is it's really just hard to translate that worship experience to online. It, I would estimate you're getting 5% of the experience compared to the room. And my guess is you'd probably agree. So um, we really want to encourage people to be on site. And really, if you miss the worship, you've just missed the worship. You can't reproduce that at home. However, the teaching, to some extent, can be reproduced, and that's why we think it's helpful to have that online. If you miss a week, definitely go on and watch and listen to the sermon. Um, and also, we just want to heighten the uh, sense in the room if you show up on Sundays. Uh, we want to heighten the sense of worship and focusing on who we should focus on. And so in addition to not recording this, the worship for online, you actually won't see uh, video shots of live people on the screens. We're just going to focus on words and graphics and lyrics and uh, really just show up to worship the one. Um, so we're going to experiment with some of those things. Um, and so as the creative director here, I get the benefit of kind of leading some of these creative areas and have a great team to help execute. And so sometimes less is more just because from a technology standpoint, we can do something doesn't necessarily mean that we should. Um, so we're going to experiment with that, uh, open to hearing your feedback on that. So I digressed a little bit with that. I'm going to move on to this upcoming week. Uh, Micah again is going to be talking about, um, continuing our series, Recreate Yourself. It's going to be excellent. Definitely be here. Um, this is also a great time of a year to renew your passion and discipline of Bible reading every day. Um, Pastor John Rawlings, who was a legend here in Cincinnati years ago, um, and uh, we shared a poster through the Direct from David 
of kind of his Bible reading plan. So uh, some great people that have gone before us that have seen spiritual growth in their lives through Bible reading. So that's why we uh, continue to celebrate that. So um, speaking of that, have you taken a spiritual survey? So if you've not done this yet, hundreds already uh, have done it and hundreds more will around here. Uh, you can do that on our website, uh, whitewatercross.org slash recreate. Um, we usually have a text number on the screen. Um, you can text recreate to 513-466-1424. That'll get you to the same place. Um, but uh, it's a fantastical spiritual assessment. It takes about 20 minutes, and it really doesn't matter. Taking this will help you and help us know how to teach uh, you and help you make specific moves in the series. Um, this week in the message, we'll share some real-time data, actually, from the survey on how folks are growing spiritually around here. So it helps from a metadata standpoint, like how are we doing collectively, but also you get the results, and it helps you personally. So uh, don't miss that opportunity. So someone might say, hey, I don't really know about using all this big data to get information. Uh, but it actually might surprise you that Amazon already really knows you, maybe better than yourself. So after 10 interactions, Amazon knows your political affiliation. After 50, they know more about you than your own friends. After 100, they know more about you than your family. And after 300 interactions, they can predict your life, desires, and needs better than you. Um, so doing this survey will actually help us leverage big data for God and you to benefit. So um, I'm going to leave you... Uh, oh, one more thing I almost forgot. The big thing for this week that you'll see... Uh, us talking about and we're really excited about is the Whitewater Toy Store. Um, so if you've not been able to experience that, it's an excellent way that we, our Life Center and our Salt 7 efforts kind of join forces to meet the needs of families who are in a season of shortage at Christmas. And for a small fee, families are able to come and shop. Um, they got shopping carts, full presents, tables, wrapping, the whole nine yards, a great experience for the families to shop for their kids um, in this season of shortage to have them have a great Christmas. And this is just one of our efforts, again, to help meet a, a physical need to open up the door for a spiritual opportunity. So all these families who are coming to the toy store, we actually already have an existing relationship with them, and we know who they are, and we're able to help and pastor them down the road, and it's not just a one-time thing. So, of course, to pull this off, we need hundreds of people to volunteer, hundreds of people to bring in gifts. So uh, head over to the website, whitewatercross.org slash toy, or jump on the mobile app. You'll see information on there about how to do both of those things. So I will leave you, as usual, with a devotional to end on. So this is from Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience, endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Adults have ownership and responsibility for themselves, right? They don't need someone to tell them what to do. They can make their decisions that are good or bad for their future. So this is the same for our spiritual life. At some point, we have to move past the child stage and constantly needing support and start to own our faith, take steps to articulate what we believe, and grow more. This is why spiritual habits are so important and constantly checking on how you're doing and where you want to do better. Doing regular checks on your relationship with God helps you own your faith and grow closer to Him. 
We could spend a lot of time talking about each discipline, but the main reasons for them is to either spend time with God, spend time with others who love and support you in your journey, or spend time with people who don't yet have a relationship with God, and you can help them on their faith journey. So some questions to end with this week. Let's do a checkup. How are you doing with your daily quiet time? How are you doing with attending services? How are you doing with serving? What about investing and inviting others into this relationship? How are you doing with community groups, doing this with other people? How are you doing with giving sacrificially? And another question, what is one thing you want to start doing to grow in one of the listed ways? Where is God prompting you to take a step? So we're going to end on this prayer. God, help me take steps of growth. Keep me from being scared of stepping out more to follow you. Show me where I need to grow in my relationship with you and help me make our relationship a priority in my life. So Joe was really good at asking some questions like, do you really want to grow? And if you don't, okay. But if you if you do, uh, you know what? This is the place. And so we have articulated some steps. We just got on the uh, through a series on spiritual growth called Recreate Yourself, and we're trying to do that as a church individually as well as collectively. And spiritual growth is a big deal. So I'm assuming some of y'all want to grow. Uh, you know, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. That, that might play here on Eagle Country, but that's a philosophy of life that some of us have. And so we would love it if you would tune in not only on Sunday nights to Rev, but you would visit on Thursday or Sunday morning, check us out, get connected. We're just trying to make a difference in the community. And that's really what's happening, uh, as Joe articulated, uh, going on in the church. So kind of a new feature. Just want to let you know uh, what's coming up. So my guest in the studio uh, tonight is one of our newest staff members. His name is Reed Sapp. Welcome, Reed. Hey, thanks for having me. I see Pleasure you got the Ohio here. State. You're rocking the yeah, Ohio State we're, Buckeyes. We're spanking everybody right now, Man. so it's, it's worth wearing. Is it going to be you all in LSU, you think? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they don't stand a chance, but it's, yeah. yeah well, it's, we will. It's we will see. Reed, <laughs> I don't know if Reed's a prophet, but I tell you what, he is. He's a great student minister, and the 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 youth of our church are not the the like the church of tomorrow. They're like the church of today. Absolutely. You know, and so Reed, I want to uh, just let you kind of give a little bit of your background for those listening to Eagle Country. They're familiar with me or Lori or Joe or some other people. From time to time, we'll have our staff go through. So people kind of know what to expect, especially those listening to country. They got middle school or high school students that you need to tune in and you need to get them here. And I want to talk about For Reed's sure. philosophy of ministry. But Reed, tell us a little bit about yourself because most of our people listen from Indiana. You got some Indiana roots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my dad was a pastor, so I I grew up uh, even until first grade in uh, Washington, Indiana, Southern Indiana. Yeah. So. I was there. Uh, I even went to college over in Illinois, and then after that, spent four years as a student pastor in Indiana, in Northwest Indiana. Nice. Yeah, there's Christians Chicago. up there too, isn't it? S- somewhere, I, yeah, <laughs> somewhere. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that was a blast. It was a good time, and uh, um, let me hear. So yes, good. So grew up kind of with a foundation of faith, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, I grew up with uh, my dad being a pastor. Yeah, so. yeah. you're married. Yep, married to my uh, beautiful wife, Ariel. have a two-year-old daughter named Kinley. Ariel. Is it like Ariel, but it's pronounced Ariel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like when you, uh, it's like when you spell something that's the exact same as Ariel, but you don't want to yeah. be associated, so you pronounce yeah, no it No Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's the difference between the suburbs and 
anywhere there, there else. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And, and you got a nice little family. Yeah, yeah. They're a beautiful family. So, How long have you been here at Whitewater now? I've been here for two months. Wow. That yeah. went quick. Yeah, I just seemed it. like yeah. some of our guys were moving you in. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, didn't it? So you've settled oh, well. And, uh, yeah. well, we're glad you're on Hit our team. We're right. better because of you. Thank you. Th- thanks. Yeah. Um, so welcome to uh, Greater Cincinnati. It does have some nuances. Yeah. The sure West does. Side in particular. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to fit in well here. <laughs> so here's what I want to ask you. It, uh, uh, we're talking to people in Eagle Country. A lot of them listening have middle school and high school students. Yeah. And honestly, they're about to drive them crazy. They they don't know what to do. Oh, they drive us all crazy. Yeah. So give me kind of a gauge of current church culture. You and I went out to lunch not long ago, and you made some profound, I thought, insightful in, insight into, like, strategy or, like, the, the, the things that youth ministry used to cover. I did youth yeah. ministry a long time, but that was, like, 40 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, and the influence of social media on <clears throat> The, the hurts and struggles and issues of our students. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I think one of the I think one of the keys. Uh, I mean, church I think should always be on the forefront of uh, where Amen. we're going, mental health. I, I mean, like wherever our culture leads, we should be on the forefront of uh, combating that uh, in our culture. And so for us, um, I think it's important to look back where student ministry was to where student ministry is now. Uh, and and see the the transition, I guess, of um, where student ministry was to where it is mm-hmm. now. Especially mm-hmm. since the where our students are now, uh, part of that is because of where student ministry was before. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. the the student the students who were students twenty years ago are now our students' parents. So uh, good insight. Yeah, they're dealing with a lot of the stuff that we see. Uh, and uh, when student ministry first started, it was all about identity. Uh, then it turned into all about purpose. Hmm. Uh, now student ministry is in, is in this whole generation of belonging. Hmm. Uh, and students are just seeking love. I mean, they want to belong. They want to connect. Somewhere, yeah. I, I, Interesting. Um, and, and I think there's a, there's a difference. We, I mean, we've talked about the difference between fitting in and belonging. Uh, and, hmm. and when you come here, we can honestly say that we don't expect you to come in and fit into some church mold, which is what a lot of students think. Yes. Uh, but we, we, you come here, you belong. Uh, so you but, can belong before you believe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I and I think that part of that belonging is what we just uh, what you just alluded to in that conversation we had. Uh, this generation, Gen Z, has been uh, the loneliest, the mm. most anxiety filled statistically. Mm. Uh, this isn't this is this is factual evidence. Sure. Uh, but uh, and there and there's a lot of good things that have come with this. There's a lot of good things that have come with this. Like uh, they're multiracial. Um, or much more uh, diverse. Yeah, much more diverse. Um, they're uh, but with phone, with technology, they're growing older, younger. Uh, they're dealing with conversations that we dealt with in seventh and eighth grade. I'm 28 years old, but I still didn't have some conversations that they're having in fourth grade Interesting. Th- until I was in ninth grade. And you attribute that to the dawn of and the the replication of technology. I, I think that when you have all the information that you need to wonder about right at your fingertips yeah. and, and really yeah, in your pocket, no yeah. boundaries on that either. Uh, I mean, really, technology. I know. There, there are no That's boundaries. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah, right. They're exposed. Uh, they're just exposed to so much are, more. They are exposed so much more, so much earlier. Um, and, uh, and, and we say it, we're honest about it, uh, cause we want to deal with it and we want to, we want to hit that thing head on. So, yeah. um, and yeah. we want to hit that anxiety, that loneliness, uh, head on as well that comes with the isolation from technology. Do you think that kids, it's some kind of paradox. It's our, it's ironic. So kids 
are more disconnected than ever before, but yet they are socially, media-wise, connected, yeah. but they're still All the lonely. Time. All the time. That's an odd dynamic. Get my hands around. Yeah, mo- most uh, so most of our most of our kids' parents, um, their generation, they were able to escape the bad. Mm. So they'd go to school. They would get involved. Uh, somebody would bully them or mm. talk bad about their clothes or uh, whatever. Mm. Uh, and they would come home, and that was their safe place. Yeah, they didn't have to worry about it. Um, but now our students, uh, they go to school. They're they're faced with that adversity all the time, and then they come home and they can't escape it. Yeah, social media because everybody's chiming. Yeah, yeah uh, you can't escape it. Kids bring back from what what was in school three hours ago. They'll message about it about you on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and they're hooked to it because they don't want to miss something. I remember you saying that. Yeah, that, yeah. That I can't put it down. The fear of missing out. Yes. Is, yeah. yeah. Or as our yeah. students like to call it FOMO. The FOMO. Right? Yeah, hey, I'm the FOMO. hip to that, man. I yeah. got the FOMO. The FOMO. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I have FOMO. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the uh, uh, there's always something happening. Mm. And you can't be at everything. It's impossible. Yeah, right. um, so they're always looking at so It's overloaded. All the time. Yeah. I, I sat in a okay. conference where... Um, uh, the the leader asked us to walk around with just a blank piece of paper and write down yeah. three truths about ourselves. Yeah. Uh, obviously, everyone wrote down three truths that were positive. Yeah. What you read, right and then you had to go around without using words and introduce yourself to other people, uh, just using what was just on the paper. Was on right. The paper. Oh. Uh, and he said he turned it around at the end. He was like, uh, he turned it around at the end, and he he said, "This is how our kids meet each other." On an everyday basis. Interesting. And and that shallow of a thought is actually their, what their relationships look like, which fuels into the loneliness, the depression, yeah. the anxiety. There's uh, a guy is who is 58. Okay, so I'll share my – some of y'all who saw my picture on the website, you're not surprised. And he said, I thought you were older. <laughs> Here, I, I, don't, I don't get this. Explain this to me. It seems to me on the social media at the times when I'm on there that people share the most – vulnerable, uh, private, personal things online that I would never share. No, no, me neither. Not just because I'm a pastor. So what's that phenomenon about? Is that their cry for help? Yeah, I mean, personally, I would say that, um, and and obviously I can't speak for everybody. There's so many things that go into that probably with people. Uh, But I would attribute some of it to um, those people are really looking for a place to mm-hmm. or someone to talk to. I mean, yeah. some sort of deeper connection. Uh, in this world where everything is so incredibly shallow, uh, there are so many topics, thoughts, uh, deep hurts, even with our students mm-hmm. or even with their parents, mm-hmm. uh, that they can't have. They don't have a place to conversate about that. Yeah, uh, so that's which, what's which the gap. To, which leads to social media and yeah. airing your dirty laundry. Okay, is, I understand. All right, <laughs> let me shift gears a little bit. Uh, somebody's yeah. listening. Their 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 kids are struggling, and I think all sure. students go through that. They bring them to Whitewater. What could they expect as far as programming on a Sunday? Or just kind of give us your uh, vision here in just a couple of minutes of our strategy and some of the things that we are offering to help uh, provide hope and a home to students as well as their parents. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I think that you uh, just in our church's philosophy. Uh, we do the same thing, but we do it with students. We, we help to try to find them um, a hope and a home in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And so uh, we literally uh, think of our services on Sunday mornings as a home for our students, mm-hmm. where they fit in, where they belong. Uh, and so when they come here, 
we have different things. We have like a we have like a hangout time where they play games. Yeah, they just some get the, cool stuff. Yeah, in there, they, they get know? to socialize and kind of hang out, and they just get a time to to kind of decompress. Yeah. Uh, then we do like our own student band worship thing. Uh, then we have obviously our teaching time where we we it's like a TED Talk style. Uh, where we talk about Jesus and our passion for him and our love for him. Nice. Uh, and then we move into small groups, which is based on gender and age. Uh, and our hope there is that um, when we talk about their home, that's what they talk about when they're talking about their home. Uh, and and all school seen systems are represented. Yeah, all mean, school systems right? are represented. We have we so Ohio, many schools here. Indiana, we have yeah. so many schools here. Um, but when they go to their small group, and, and we've heard story and story, uh, where kids love their small group leader, they love their small group time because they get to ask those deep questions and they get to really wrestle with their faith. Um, and and they have somebody to walk through life with. Uh, and and we would say that that's where we really combat um, that need for deep personal belonging. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So uh, Sunday morning, we're what hour? What's the time? Talk, talk to us uh, about we, programming. We open our doors at ten forty-five, and okay. that goes till. Uh, so till kids can kind of sleep in a little bit. Yeah, they can sleep parents. in. They can yeah. sleep in and come later. A lot of students come to our nine thirty service. I've noticed. Yeah. And then, Go to student ministry. They do, or they serve. Union. They yeah. come here and they learn how to Absolutely. serve, which is one of our objectives as a student ministry to get them to love the local church and serve good in their community. So um, that's always that's always awesome. We love that. We talk about it all the time. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, where we talk about one life and all that kind of stuff. We yeah, talk that. to me about that one life because I think the adults are kind of trekking that same way. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we do a thing called One Life uh, where we we um, we don't want our ministry to just be about themselves. Mm. Uh, and so we mm. ask them to find a kid, find somebody else uh, who they can love and invest in and pour their life into. Just mm. invite them in. Mm. Um, it, it's a real easy, tangible win for them. Uh, when we when we ask them um, to do the one life thing, um, they can see it. They can mm. grasp it. It's something that's super tangible. So, um, yeah. And then we have the one nights where we ask them to invite their, yeah. one, their one life to one night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it turns into like... I love is there that. a petting zoo? Is there a yeah. whatever? Yeah, what's going a, on? <laughs> it's just a wild something for an hour. Yeah. So. Well, you are doing great. And I think what youth ministry years ago used to be was a little bit more fluff. And what I'm hearing from you and what I've seen in your ministry so far, just two months, there's some substance here. I mean, you got to have fun. We yeah, want to have fun no, with yeah. adults. We have fun it's all the time. It's not like boring, but <laughs> yeah. there's a little more substance because I think that's what people are looking for. They can get the fun out there in the world yeah. doing all kind of stuff. We're not ever going to out Disney Disney here. Nope. You know? Yeah, no way. But yet, there's something about being together that, that works. And yeah. so if you're a student listening or you're a parent of a student, we'd love to have you come. Just check it out. You probably like it. I, I we got some great youth sponsors, coaches back oh, there. Oh yeah, they're awesome. So it's not like a solo deal, and for uh, sure, we'd love to have you visit. I just think Reed's doing a, a phenomenal job. So uh, anyway, come and check us out. And there's obviously more that goes on behind the scenes that we do to support students in so many ways. But you may see and hear Reed around. And uh, I usually tell a joke each uh, show, Reed. Okay. Whether it's funny or not, you know, I heard about. <laughs> I don't know if it's still a battle. You know, I don't have any hair, but I remember when I was growing up, it was always a battle. My dad would say, cut that hair. It's too long. You know, too oh, long. Yeah. And I heard about this uh, father and uh, his son who were debating this, and this son had real long hair. And the guy said, hey, son, it, it, you know what? If you don't cut your hair, I'm going to take away the keys of the car. You, you're not going to be able to drive. 
And the son had a good response. He said, Dad, like Jesus had, I've seen pictures, Jesus had long hair. His dad said, that's right, he walked everywhere he went. Anyway, uh, there's your joke for the week uh, from Rev. But we love it that you're tuning in. Just a, a taste, just a sample of what's going on at Whitewater. And I hope you're having a great November. It, we're getting ready to come up on my favorite time of the year, which is Thanksgiving. I think cr- Christmas can be pretty commercialized, so I really like Thanksgiving. But it's not too soon to start thinking about Christmas Eve. And we'll be uh, talking more about the Christmas Eve services we have here. Maybe that will be uh, the day, the service that you attend. Uh, and, man, we're going to do three this year. Last year we did two. And one of the services had so many people that, that, that like, flowed out. It was, like, overflowing in our building. And they were standing out in the halls. And I know the fire marshal wasn't happy about that. But, anyway, we, we got more added so you can participate, sit with your whole family. But thanks again for tuning in to another edition of Rev Radio. And uh, on behalf of Lori, uh, in abstentia, and Reed, and Joe and I, we want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a faithful encourager of this show. And so we're signing off now on this Sunday night from your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.